0: Welcome to another OUInsider.com podcast. Yes, we are doing the podcast. I'm joined by Brandon Drum, lead writer, OU Insider. Brandon, how you doing? Yeah, man. So, B, let's talk about your trip first, because I know that's what people want to hear the most about. Um, I know you had a whole bunch of places that you wanted to go, but COVID-19 went ahead and screwed that all the way up. So I know you went to go see Caleb Williams. You had a great write-up on that, and you went to see Mario Williams. You had a great write-up on that. What are some insights that you want people to pick up?
1: Five-star and top 20... The making of a five-star and top 2021 quarterback. Uh, so, it, both of those are human interest stories, kind of talking about their upbringing, talking about everything that's kind of made the light to, to get them to where they are today, uh, being the stars that they are, and the people that they are because it's really cool to know the recruitment of the kids. It's, it's another thing to know, the backstories, the, the, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes for the last 18 years, uh, the integral things that made and important things that made, uh, the decisions to put them in the spot that they are and stuff like that. I mean, those are the cool things that we get a lot of, uh, inside on because of what we do but the fans don't so i kind of want to create that with these two big name guys uh for ou Insider, cbs sports and 247 sports so we did a lot of that and obviously we still talked recruiting um oklahoma's in a really good spot for both of those guys mario williams four-star wide receiver out of plant city florida which is in the tampa area and then obviously the number one quarterback in the country caleb williams oklahoma sits i would Venture to say, if you haven't seen the crystal balls on 247 Sports, uh, Oklahoma is in a fantastic spot for him right now uh, after that visit. Uh, things went as good as they possibly could. Uh, questions were answered. Things were done. And then with Mario, uh, as far as visits go, he is posted. So so there's reports out there that LSU was going to be a place he was going to be visiting. He looked at me. And told me after he got. This is a funny story. So, we walk into the weight room to meet him after we just talked to his baseball and uh, co- uh, head coach at uh, Plant City, the football coach, uh, two different guys, and uh, John Booth uh, and um, Coach Mike as the baseball coach. Uh, and we we walk in there and um, he comes in and meets us, but he's on his phone. And I said. I said, "Who you texting?" He says, "He goes, actually, I'm not texting. I'm playing billiards." And I said, "Really?" He goes, "Well, I'm playing billiards with Coach Riley." <laughs> so they were like going back and forth, and he showed us, and it like it's pretty funny. Uh, he beats Coach Riley in billiards, and uh, Coach Riley kind of texts him or messages him back and says rematch. And so they did it all over again while we were doing uh, the photo shoot and talking and stuff like that. But I know that there was supposed to be an LSU official visit sometime this spring. Um, I'm not clear on the exact date of the official visit to LSU, but uh, his head coach and Mario both told Brian and I, Brian Bishop and I, our publisher, uh, that Mario is going to take an unofficial visit with his wide receiver coach at Plant City to OU for the spring game. That's the plan. So that would be April 17th through the 19th. Now, obviously, all this is in the, up in the air right now with everything that's going on in the world and everything that's shut down. So we don't know if this is going to happen. Uh, the official visit for Mario is a Baylor game, he says. So that, again, is stuff that if they can get him on campus now, if they can get that unofficial, I think Oklahoma sits in a spot where it could be like, hey, I'm going to you know quietly commit to you behind the scenes because OU is his top school. Um, and OU's offered a lot of the guys around him that are really close to him, whether it's 2023 wide receiver Brandon Ennis, um, a bunch of other guys that are, he's friends with in that Florida area. Uh, and then he said, some, said something to me I thought was really interesting as far as defensive backs goes. Uh, and, and Coach Booth said the same thing. They were talking about Florida defensive backs and Oklahoma coming in, and Mario looks over at Brian and and he goes, you want to know who the best defensive back I've ever faced was? I said, who? And he goes, Uh, Kendall Dennis. And I said, what? He goes, yeah, man, I've faced all these dudes around the country. Kendall Dennis is the best I've ever faced. So uh, that's good news for Oklahoma if he can pan out. I mean, obviously. But uh, high praise coming from a big-time wide receiver. And then Caleb, obviously the trip went well. Uh, I got to meet up with them the day after they came back and we did a whole walkthrough with the facility that his dad owns at Athletic Republic in D.C. where they train basketball, football, NFL combine, MMA, all this stuff, whether it doesn't matter what position you are, they have the facility, the training stuff, everything. It's it's the most ridiculous setup I've ever seen uh, as far as just normal athletic facilities go. Um, And. Look, you can see why Caleb is trained and is the way that he is because he's got a village of people behind him. That's something I'm going to talk about in the story of just everybody is there for Caleb, and Caleb doesn't have an ego on him. And that's kind of the interesting thing about it. You would think a kid that grew up as well off as he did, wealthy, in downtown D.C., going to one of the top private schools in the country, he would have an ego on him. But he doesn't. He doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't do anything. He's just a good kid that just minds his business, has a uh, goal attained for himself, and he's working his butt off to reach it. And it doesn't matter if you're regular old Joe, he's going to make time for you, which I, I, I personally watched it, uh, which was really neat to see. So uh, I, he, we got a lot of good stuff coming on our and in Oklahoma. Obviously, sits in a really good position for Caleb. Um, an official visit will happen potentially spring game or and or whenever something happens this summer. So, it, an official is going to happen to Oklahoma
0: if we have a spring game. Which I know I got to be that guy, but uh, yeah, go for it. I think I, I, I th- think happened. Happened. yeah, I think most people are going to follow the CDC's guidelines for gatherings of fifty or more being a, a non-starter for too much. Till, till, yeah. till May, till May. Mm. So we'll see what that Which I means.
1: Think you could do it. You could do. It. They could just push everything back and have it. So you could go and then have May and the beginning of June be your uh, springtime and your spring games, and then allow the coaches to go and do some sort of eval during July, all through the month of July. Like they can change the schedule, in my opinion.
0: But you're to make this you're, work. You're also not. T- I, I think you're glossing over the academic calendar and, and how they got to yeah. make they may got to make that work before they they make football work.
1: But they are off off campus. Everything's working off campus right now. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 thinking
0: about walking. I'm thinking about finals. I'm thinking about uh, the logistics of how you close out the end of a year. Oh,
1: that's fair. That's a fair. That's a good question. So no, I'm I mean
0: not, I mean not, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not trying to poo-poo on your idea. I'm just trying to throw stuff at it that I think is going to have to be talked about. But if we get a spring game, I will be one of the people that's overjoyed by it for sure. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Makes you uh, not take it, take this stuff for granted. So if you are an OU fan and that it does happen, you better show up and show out because this shows you right here how quickly things can be taken from you.
0: Just don't, uh, don't get Lee Bryce in here.
1: Yeah, fair, fair. fair, fair, fair. fair. Um, I'm, not gonna I'm not going to yeah, stop. That's me. I'm not a fan. I'm that's not a fan me. either that's, of that genre. But that's I'm, me. I'm, I'm, that's I'm, treading, I'm treading lightly on that. That's
0: me. Uh, let's switch to running backs, which is a very interesting position. And it's become even more critical because the news that we got to talk about, you know, Trey Sermon entering the transfer portal on Saturday. We're recording this on a Monday and Oklahoma's right. running back depth takes a hit. That's your second best running back to some. That's your best running back to others. But also just kind of all brings it back to Jason McClellan not being a part of this class. It's not to say that Seth McGowan is, is not good. It's not to, just to say that there are not two <laughs> Seth McGowans, right? There's only one of those guys right. in this class. So uh, Trevon hisnerson and uh, ooh, who am I forgetting? <coughs> Uh oh well, you you're talking about oh running back to Kamar Wheaton yeah, Kamar, Kamar Wheaton. Wheaton, Wheaton. LJ Johnson, Evan Pryor. Right. Yep. right. So well Pryor I thought was going on now it's pretty soon here. So that'll be yep. interesting. Yes. Okay. Um but I feel like we would have a sense of if he was going to Oklahoma. I think we would correct. Okay.
1: Correct.
0: Uh so let's talk about Trevion Henderson and Kamar Wheaton, because uh, I mean on the one hand You'd love to have one or both of them, or one of them, but you'd love to have both of them as well. And knowing that you have that spot that you didn't get filled in last year's class, I don't think anybody's going to end up with both of these guys. I think they're going to go where they think they're going to be the feature tailback in that class. But what's your sense on what Kamara Wheaton or Travion Henderson might be thinking? I'm going to add in here that I talked to Travion last Sunday about uh, about his schedule, and he wanted to hedge... Knowing that he likes Oklahoma, but he also likes Ohio State. And then Steve Wiltfong put in in a crystal ball for Ohio State not too long ago. So what what's your sense? Oh, for Trevion?
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Oklahoma has a really good shot with Trevion. I actually talked to somebody, uh, Brian Doan actually, who mm-hmm. just spoke in one day. Two four
0: seven sports of- analyst yeah, for those 24- of you that don't know.
1: Yeah, out in the East Coast, um, and we we talked uh, at length about Trevion. Um, so the deal with Trevion is is that Oklahoma's in a really good spot. He th- he thinks it's Oklahoma, Ohio State right now. Right. Uh, and, and the problem is is that Clemson offered as a, Clemson was the the far and away favorite uh, to start out, but they offered as a defensive back. Now Clemson's coming back and offering as a right. running back. Right. And that's going to be a problem for Oklahoma and Ohio State in the long run, I think. Um, that could be an issue. Now, obviously, Trevion's got to get out to Oklahoma. Uh, got to take that. I think LJ Johnson and Kamar Wheaton are better uh, – not better players, but you have a better chance, I think, with right. those two. Because of – it's just logistics make that a better option. Now, obviously, Kamar Wheaton, LSU is an issue – uh, with Kamar Wheaton but Oklahoma sits in a really good spot you're also talking about a kid from the DFW area that grew up watching and idolizing one DeMarco Murray so that visit this past week uh two or past 10 days last Monday Oklahoma. no it's last Monday you're right okay week. last week okay, last okay. Monday yeah, mm-hmm. right before they shut everything down right um so that visit to Oklahoma I think is a a Very, very, very big deal for Oklahoma going because uh, they're the last thing he's going to be able to see for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you have to think that that's going to resonate pretty well in his mind uh, that, hey, you know what? It's not that easy for me to get out to LSU because it's a five or six hour drive. You know, it's a two hour drive, two hours, 15, two hour, 20 minute drive from my home in Fort Worth to. Uh, to oklahoma so uh things can it, there's a difference there when it comes to logistics Now, obviously with lj johnson oklahoma's in really well with him uh he's he's made a couple of trips up you know um what has he no no lj's i think he's taken an official he's made one official unofficial visit uh unofficial not official unofficial visit up to oklahoma and he's planned on making an official visit uh i don't know the exact date just yet but um uh, that's in the cards for him. He loves Oklahoma. The fact that I remember when they hired Demarco Murray, he DM'd me just out of the out of the blue, and he said, "This is huge." Like that was a big deal to him because he wanted to know before he went up and wasted his his time. Or with Oklahoma, you know what? What is he going to do? Like, who's going to be? He asked me who I thought was going to be the coach, and I was like, "Well, I hear DeMarco Murray." He said if they got DeMarco Murray, that would be massive for him. And then he dm me out of the blue and said, like, "This is huge." So this is a that, the Demarcus Murray aspect, I think, is going to play out in the long run. It's going to be a big deal. Short term, he's going to have to put in some work because he's kind of behind the eight ball with the relationship part because that's the biggest part of recruiting. You can be the super the biggest superstar in the world, but if you don't have the relationship with the kids, it's hard to win them over no matter who you are. So he's he's doing the work, putting in the work. He's a young, energetic guy. Everything that I've heard has been nothing but positives coming from what he's done recruiting so far. So, And, and same goes with Jamar Kane, the new defensive end and outside linebackers coach. I mean, everybody said he's just hit the ball running and been just an animal on the recruiting trail since he got to Oklahoma. So I think both of those guys are going to be uh, they're they're exactly what Lincoln wanted. You know what I mean? Like he wanted more young recruiting. He got it, and now it's now the the results got to happen. Now now just the you got to see results.
0: I'm interested to see what's going on with Kendall Daniels's recruitment because like I've been reaching out to him off and on and just trying to yeah. just chat him up. And you'll know that he's not necessarily a real chatty kiddo. But <laughs> no, not. But, at I
1: all. mean it's it's he's I mean hit or miss, man. Right,
0: right. And you know when he when he's Wants to chat ta- when he wants to chat. He wants to chat, but him getting an offer from LSU, I think, really changes the game for Oklahoma because many of us have Oklahoma in the lead. But then when LSU is offering, and you're for me, you're the best defensive back in the state far and away in the 2021. But Classic. he's going to be a
1: linebacker. He's going to be a linebacker in college.
0: Well, and that's part of it, right? So for me, I think he's a Grant Delpit type of guy in that he can play linebacker. Uh, he can also play strong safety, and if you need him to line up on the outside and cover outside the numbers, he, he, <laughs> he can do that as well. Now, right. all of that to say, I mean, that's kind of how I saw Marcel Brooks uh, at one point, and he's going to play some outside linebacker and edge rush, right. and kind of grow up in there, Caleb on chasing. So there's a lot of things you can do with a guy like Kendall Daniels if he puts on weight, but right now, it's... It's a guy you can't let lead the state, man. Between him and Ethan Downs, yeah, you, you got to lock them both up.
1: Right. I, I, I don't think, I don't, uh, right now, I w- I'd be hard pressed for me to say, see him go anywhere but OU. I uh, grew up an OU fan. He's been to Norman, I mean, <laughs> a lot his mom likes Oklahoma yep, yep. Um, i mean yep. there there's a lot his
0: family is very big in Oklahoma yes oh, all yeah, over very yeah.
1: much. i mean and he grew up around his the 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 staff around bags i mean is very pro ou so i mean this is and is that they're pro oklahoma state as well they're just pro the state of oklahoma in general um so you this is a really it's going to be hard pressed for me to see him leave L- oklahoma for lsu or anywhere else now, like you said, that was a big offer, and he did make a big deal about it, but he's also been really, really kind of upfront of, hey, you know, I- I'm taking my time, I'm going to do this and that. But yeah. I think he's going to be one of those guys that when you say, quote, quote, take your time, he's going to show up to Norman one day, and this is just my guess, I'm guessing, and just kind of out of the blue, you're going to see eyeballs and it's going to be, you know, Kendall Daniels is committed to Oklahoma, which would be huge because he's made such a dramatic jump in the 247 rankings. So where I think he's like number 101 or something like that, 102, 103 in overall rankings as far as where we have him. Uh, he's a special athlete, a really good basketball player, too, like a fantastic basketball player. Um, and, and there's another guy out there that kind of is in the same category as, as him uh, that is moving up quickly hasn't really made that jump because you got to see what he's going to do in the spring, and that's Jordan Ukes mm. from Choctaw. Uh, you look at his frame, you look at who he is and how he is athletically, just the rawness of it all. He could be really special once he gets all the fundamentals down to football. He's just a basketball player playing football right now. Um, but if you flipped it around, he could be something really special on the gridiron, and that's kind of – you see the offers coming in that way. And if Oklahoma offered it, it would be a wrap, and I think that would be huge. If you could get Jordan Mukes, Ethan Downs, uh, I think Colin Oliver is going to eventually get an offer. Um, I think if you got Kendall Dennis – or Kendall Daniels, I mean. um, I'm trying to think. Who the other 2021 guys I'm missing off the top of my head that have offers from Oklahoma?
0: You just – You just reminded me. I got to correct myself from something I said very early in the podcast. Colin Oliver is the guy who had his visit called off last week. Not Colin Clay. Colin Clay is a defensive tackle at Oklahoma State. That's my bad. Uh, I got these guys on the and you know I called Colin Kennedy before I called you today. So that's that's how bad I am with Colin today. But I need to address that. Uh, Other twenty twenty guys with offers at defensive back. Twenty twenty one. Just twenty twenty one.
1: Okay, preps. I'm trying to think. Uh,
0: Well, I mean, AJ Green jumps out, but he wants to play running back.
1: yeah, he wants to play running. I right. think though I think he's leaning away from that now because I think everybody's offering him as defensive back. Right. That, that little that little bubbles been kinda of burst <laughs> a little bit. I, I hate uh, it for him. I, I do I do too. I do too. But I mean, come on, you you have that type of speed, you can move yeah. your hip I mean, yeah. this sounds really cheap. When you're talking about a teenager when you can say they can move their hips really well and stuff like that. He can, man. He, he's ridiculous. You know, I mean, you know. He's ridiculous. Uh so uh, he's a defensive back. If he
0: I prefer to say he can drop his hips and go. That's what I that's go. what well, I usually say.
1: Still, that still sounds really weird. Uh. <laughs> All right, none of this, uh, fine. Uh, yeah, fine,
0: like, have it your way.
1: <laughs> we're 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 going down a whole path that doesn't mean. Oh gone down. my like goodness! No, but like stopping. it's also
0: you also bring up a good point though because when we're talking about twenty twenty one kids at the DB group, like I immediately just leave it and go straight to twenty twenty two and go to Drenchy Williams and mari's Horn.
1: Uh, oh my goodness
0: so like Rick. that that tells yeah, you that, that tells you what the DB recruiting is like right now in the state of Oklahoma but I'm also the guy that was yelling about how does Alex Grinch not offer Jordan Reagan how does Jordan Reagan end up at Oklahoma State without an offer from OU?
1: like that, that just that I, I'm, I'm, I, I love Jordan Reagan. I know 6'2", six, six two185 in high school what are we yeah, doing yeah I'm, I'm on the fence on him as far I I don't I don't know what the whole thing is about that and not getting an offer I mean I kind of do but I I'm not really wanting to delve into that just, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, But it it was a weird deal. Um, Oklahoma, you know, they they had their eye on him for a while. I think they just went in a different direction, um, which is fine because what they got as far as defensive backs in 2020 – if anybody says they didn't land a star-studded defensive back group, no, it's not. It's not. Mine. It's not that. It, it's not <laughs> that, right? They, they got a ridiculous class. No, it's just
0: it's it's state pride, right? Right, right. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And it's, it's and it's, it's also it's, we we agree on this. We, we agree on this. Right. When your when your class is has an Oklahoma backbone and they all go to Oklahoma, it's usually pretty good.
1: Yeah, they usually do turn out pretty well. Yeah, yeah. that's that's where I'm coming from. <laughs> Uh, but I, there, there's a kid up there. Look, the 2022, uh, Chris McClellan out of your stomping ground. That's right. uh, That's right. Uh, he's, he's got a chance to be special starting to really pick up steam on the, I mean, I think Oklahoma is going to eventually go after him. He, I mean, look, the 2021, 2022 class, 2022 has arguably the best tight end or one of the top two or three tight ends in the nation out of Mustang, Oklahoma and, uh, Andre Dollar and I, I have an in there knowing that I coach his little brother and uh Little League football and our Little League team's really really good and his brother's really Landry's a really really good player so it just they moved from Naples Florida and he became the DC Sam Dollar Coach Dollar uh, became the DC at Mustang and they joined our team kind of later on in the process but And I was the one that found him, which was kind of funny. I walked over, and I was like, who are you? And he goes, oh, my name is Andre Dollar. I will never forget. Like, I'm coaching. And I look over, and the 6'5", 225-pound kids just standing there. And I was like, who is that? And they're like, "Uh, Coach Cliff Prestige, who was one of the coaches at Mustang back in the day. Now coaches the Little League team with us. And he's also a high school coach and offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. Uh, He was at Southmore last year. And he he goes, man, that's Andre Dollar. He just moved in from Naples, Florida. I walked over and talked to him, took a photo. We put it up on 247 and like within like 2 months the dude has like 18 offers and from everybody and Oklahoma's really really paying attention to him right now. So um it's it, I think once he's taken a couple visits to OU, he's a really good he didn't get the ball thrown to him a whole lot, so his films kind of like you, you don't really see a whole lot, but what you do see is a kid running by everybody when he does catch it. <laughs> so six five two twenty five, and you can move and, and catch the way he does. So, you can create something, you know what I mean? And uh, that's kind of where that's at.
0: Hey, B, I'm going to hit you with something right quick. Um, okay. A little breaking news on the podcast. The Houston Texans have traded wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins and a late-round pick to Arizona
1: for running back David Johnson. Kyler Murray is doing some jumping jacks, but that also probably ruins the whole CD blam too. right, right, right.
0: And that that's really interesting because Hopkins is owed 14 million in 2020, 15 million in 2021, 13.9 in 2022. But yeah, that 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 he really You
1: can't say healthy though either. That's just my...
0: DeAndre Hopkins? You talking to get hurt last year? No, you talk about Will Fuller. Will Fuller, Yeah, I mean. no, Hopkins yeah. is Hopkins is a is a, yeah, He's I mean, a great
1: fantasy. Fan. Not, he's but
0: he's fan. he's also like he's the same. I mean, he's not the same, but he and CD have a lot in common with how they play the game. Um, right. Huge hands.
1: Big burly guys that can just. Well,
0: and catch everything that's in the, that's in their in their radius, and they're <laughs> and they're really great after the catch. Right. So right, I know that uh, I know that Colin is probably. Well,
1: could you could you go could you would you still go get CD Lamb if you were them? It's possible,
0: yeah. right? But that also depends on how you feel about Larry Fitzgerald, Hakeem Butler, and Andy Isabella. It frees you up. I, it frees you up to get another edge rusher, which I think is the move for them. I, I thought that, yeah, you would definitely want to go get a wideout like CD, but it's fascinating that they went ahead and made that trade. Yeah, but
1: you gotta want you want to make your your quarterback happy, and he's gonna want CD, right? I mean, that would be no. But I think he's, play, I he's think also. He's I, I think Cliff but but to,
0: to but pilot. Cliff doesn't make the decision Steve Keim does. That's true. I
1: know Kim does, but still I I I get it. Nah, but.
0: man, I'm I'm with this trade. I I like this trade because you get I Larry you get Larry Legend on one side. You get <laughs> you you get DeAndre Hopkins on the other. You got Andy Isabella running in the slot with Christian Kirk and when right. Hakeem
1: Butler actually hey. turns into a guy Kirk Kirk became a stud at the end of last season. Finally, you know, he's talking about somebody that's been hurt. That dude could not stay right. healthy for. Well, life. he was one of the best.
0: and he was one of the and, best uh, high school players that many people had ever seen when he got to AM Once he, he came out of Arizona. Arizona,
1: yeah, yeah. And he, this is prideful for him. He wants to be right for the, for the Cardinals. Yeah, nice. No, so,
0: so like now, great- now we're we got to lock C D in to Oakland or Oakland, Las
1: Vegas now. Right.
0: Got to lock him in.
1: I I don't know. I think. Well, they have two picks, don't they? They have a late round pick. Yep. Yeah. I think. Kenneth. So so, the funny story, you remember I wrote about on OU Insider about me talking to a uh, GM uh, or scout. I said scout um, at the after the Bedlam game, talking about Kenneth Murray, about, you know, how good he is. Sometimes he doesn't see it and he's out of place. But when he does see it, he really sees it. That was Mike Mayock I was talking to. I never named it, but I can now. Um, and Mike Mayock, uh, and he's I such a good
0: dude. By the way, like, oh, like he, he gets awesome. it. Like, i We both spoken to him on on occasion, and he yeah. like two things. One, just a cool dude, uh, and he understands that the media is doing their job, even as he's doing his. And he'll he'll be kind of right. burly. He'll, he'll be kind of brusque, but he also understands the story is a story. And the second right. thing is he gave it to Traber. In the, press, in the press box at Boone Pickens. Did I tell you the story? No. So Mayock's sitting in front of me at Boone Pickens, right? And this is where I got the the jewel of him writing C.D. Lamb across the top of his uh, his notebook because that's what he was there to scout. Yeah. And Traber said, you know, just kind of shouts out, who are you here to see, Mike? Yeah, huh I'm going to tell you. He's like, yeah, you're going to tell me because you, you're keeping it real, right? Because you're telling it 100 You got to tell it like it is. Yeah, that's right, Mike, I do. Yeah, well you tell your listeners I didn't tell you and I'm gonna bleep that. But like it was
1: Oh wow. It's good. It's good. It's, oh. it's good. I like I love Mike. I love Mike because uh, I think he it... was so good. He was there to see Kenneth though too. He'll be he flat out will tell you straight up. Oh yeah, because they need linebacker or they need a wide receiver. Yeah, well I mean he wasn't the deal with the deal with Mayock is is he doesn't he knows like I I even asked him before I put it out there said I wrote it, I typed it up, and I saved it in my notes. And I said, Mike, I handed him my phone. I said, I'm going to ask you, can I post this like this on our site? And he, he read it, and he goes, absolutely. And I appreciate you asking me before you did it. And I said, yeah, no problem, because I didn't want anything to get back to you. Just in a roundabout way, if it did get back to you, you know, I know the odds aren't great. He goes, no, nah, that was just really cool of you to do that, blah, blah, blah. So he started talking about Kenneth Murray for a long time. And C D. He loved both of them. He talked about Jalen a little bit. He thinks Jalen has the potential to be. He he said it. Dak. He said Dak. He uh, goes. He's so much like Dak. I know. You don't like. No. That- go ahead. I'm I'm try- I'm not gonna stop. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, he just kind of talked about just the physicality, the the way that they were used in college, uh, the development that could happen in the pros. But it's he said uh, the one thing he did say. He said with Jalen. He doesn't think it's going to be as quick of a development um, because of uh, just how he was used. Bama kind of regressed him a little bit by lining him up at wide receiver and doing all that type of stuff. He said just kind of screwed with him a little bit. He thinks that it's going to take a little bit more time, uh, which I thought was an interesting way to put it. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's a good guy, though. I liked. I liked listening to him talk. Because he can break down guys really, really well, and he, oh, makes yeah. it, he makes it simple. He puts it really simple for just a novice person to understand. No, he,
0: he's great, and I, I wish him success. Um, I'm not a big Raiders fan, but I like Mayock, and there's parts Me of either. there's parts of John Gruden that I like. There's parts of him. and of course, they got my guy Josh Jacobs as their you know feature tailback. So I'm gonna I watch a lot of Raiders games. Right.
1: Um, yeah. Hey. Hey. Real quick, the funny thing is about our conversation at Pro Day. Is, so I walked up. I said, Hey, Mike. He goes, You're the Broncos guy I talked to at Oklahoma State, right? And I was eh, like, Yeah, eh. I like that. I eh, like that. And he, goes, and he just kind of started joking with me. I was like, Yeah, guilty.
0: That a boy. That a boy. Uh, yeah. B, is there something you want to get to that we didn't get to, dog?
1: Um, No, I, I just want everybody to know that just don't think that. OU Insider is going to be devoid of information. Today we're doing a chat. Uh, Obviously this is a uh, Monday. We're doing a chat on OUinsider.com here in the next couple days. Colin, myself, RJ, have a bunch of stuff coming. I've got big stories coming plus little tidbits of things because the coaches are still talking to the players. Um, Recruiting is still going on. Recruiting is still going on just as if it's like in the dead period, which we had a really big dead period month uh, because we kept bringing information. Um, and obviously we're going to do breakdowns. We were talking about this off air before we got on here. RJ has got, what was it that you had? Uh, I got a piece on Rambo coming in the wide receiver. Right. Yeah. Right. The wide receiver depth. And then you're doing, uh, the breakdowns of, uh, what were you, what'd you say you're doing the top? Well, I can't remember what you said you were doing. Um, (laughs) I just went blank. I'm doing the breakdowns of like position the position stuff. Uh, he's and doing we'll stuff, we'll so. go
0: through we'll go through needs at uh, the yeah, recruiting schedule. recruiting and we'll go through the right. schedule. Uh, yeah. So what oh, I what I was saying <laughs> I was I was actually just waiting on you to say I was waiting on you to see if you remembered. No. Uh, I'm going to work through what OU's needs are in the 2021 cycle. Right. That's what you were doing. And in the 2022 right. cycle, I'm also going to go through a couple right. of players that I. Expect to have big years because they have to, which is why we're leading with Rambo on that right. front. Uh, I know B's going to go position by position, and we, I mean it's gonna it going to be as it always was.
1: Schedule game by game too. We're going to go game game by game. Obviously, these are going to be there's no injuries putting this because we don't know what injuries are. We're going to go we're going to write it as if everything's healthy, as if the suspensions were pretty much upheld, all that type of stuff. Right. Uh, so that, I mean, we've got some stuff coming, and obviously, the insider notes on. VIP recruiting basically what we're saying is is don't worry b every day you're going to have multiple things and obviously there's a message board to talk about whatever the hell you want to i do know you insiders. so is, is there's still stuff going on all right let's go do it for us appreciate you b